Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. Oh, what's good? What's good, man? This is the Amiibros Podcast. We back for another week. Actually, episode 38. What's going on, fellas? We good? How we feeling? Guys, we're back I'm feeling, potting. I'm feeling fantastic except for, I mean, think about this. It's June in uh-huh. Atlanta. Okay. And it's snowing. Like, what's up oh. with this? What you talking about? I mean, it's not actually snowing, but it feels like Christmas right now. Because the Lakers are about to win a title. We got AD. Oh, it might as well be snowing. Gosh. It's winter wonderland right now. So let's get it. Oh, my <laughs> God. My bad, fellas. Let, let me first uh, uh, thank everybody who who's tuning in right now. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in for us another week, as always. Um, Jeremy, how you feeling? Good? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm about two days away from vacation, so... Um, yeah, man, it's, it's it's good times right now. I'm just ready to pack my bag. Um, I already started my vacation. Just my work don't know yet. <clears throat> no, that's so funny. I was telling, <laughs> telling Ashley, I was like, Jeremy just seemed really happy. If you guys, you, they probably didn't know, but, um, but yeah, they wouldn't know if they watched us last week, right? Uh, Jeremy came into town to help Jared move into his new home. Um, and uh, we got to uh, play a little bit of golf. And uh, yeah, Jeremy pretty much uh, beat us up pretty good. So uh, I'm not sure if Jeremy beat us up pretty good or the course did, but I felt like both I got of punched. Pro, pro, both yeah. of them. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> anyway. I'll give the, I'll give you guys the credit for, anyway, for doing most of the moving beforehand. So um, right. there might have been a little. But yeah, I was, I was telling Ash, I was like, Jeremy just seemed really happy. He had this great energy around him, and I was like, yeah, it's. I was thinking it's probably just because you're going on vacation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like Jeremy's in the best of moods. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about today, fellas. Uh, a lot, obviously, with the uh, with some trades uh, that just, just happened in the NBA. Uh, also, the Raptors coming through, uh, winning in game six, as Jeremy 85 called a couple weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah, we got, oh, we got a lot to get into, stop. as Keep well going. as... Uh, no. As well as uh, uh, KD, Clay Thompson, they're they're both hurt. Both they're both hurt. Excuse me. Um, so we got to talk about what's, what what do you see their impact next year? Uh, are they actually going to stay in Golden State? Or are they going to go to you know the what everybody thought they would be going? So we got a lot to get into. But uh, let's talk about this this big time uh, AD trade for pretty much all of the Lakers roster. <laughs> um, that's Jeremy man, eighty five. Let's start with you, man. What do you think Look. about this? We, we didn't get rid of the entire roster. Uh, we got rid of, like, uh, uh, here's the thing, right? And whenever you're doing real estate, and they say location, location, location. And whenever you're talking titles, you say LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Look, it's time. I told y'all when LeBron went to L.A., he was not going to L.A. just to be playing with some kids. We knew that. And you know what? If some innocent people had to get hurt and traded away so that LeBron could get Anthony Davis and win at least two more rings, I think it was well worth it. Look, let's talk about this. I've heard a lot of people talk about how much, oh, look at the, the, the trade assets and how much you gave away. Um, ask the Lakers who was traded for Kareem. Can you remember? Nope. 
because it doesn't matter if you, if you get the right guy. I mean, think about this. Jared, Kawhi Jared, last year. Jared, who who actually remembers Kareem trade? Kareem traded in like nineteen seventy four. Okay, Jeremy. <laughs> who were all the pieces that were traded in the Kawhi trade last year? It doesn't matter. You know why? Because you know what you got. You got a title. So look, Jay Z is not the only person that has title right now. The titles are going to the Lakers. And oh it's about gosh. to go down. No, I know. That that's that's, that's one for Jerry every, every episode, man. He, he's got to get one in. So yeah. um, we're there. That's what she said. Status so, quo. look. Oh, my God. This is all I'm going to say. I'm going to say that you're very hyped right now, Jerry. I'm where, very hyped. Where, where, where do you, I th- we I'm, both know. We are all three of us know, and I'm sure the listeners know as well. LeBron hasn't shown us that he could do anything on the defensive end. At all. In the uh, last that's two a years. Lie. At all, uh, Le- LeBron this AD year. AD and LeBron, you have injury, no idea how how they even gelled together. Listen, no, let's put let's put it in the way. LeBron you guys before, have no before the injury this year. You have no in between pieces. No, the, it's a lot to be said. I no, think Jerry, the, you're you're not listening. First off, LeBron I, I, defensively before you're he right. Got I'm injured, not listening to what you're saying because you're too hype. No, and it's not gonna. LeBron not gonna before happen. he got injured this year. Was ranked 78th in defensive efficiency after the last few years of being not in the top 200. So LeBron was playing good defense before he got hurt. Secondly, if you look at the team, Anthony Davis is probably the best defensive player in basketball. He can guard positions five oh. through two. And if you look at it, there you said how they gel. I think it's the perfect fit of how they gel. You know why? Because what is LeBron's favorite thing to do? Run, pick, and roll. And what can't you stop? A LeBron AD pick and roll. Because AD on catch and shoot threes shot 37% on catch and shoot threes. And Anthony Davis can score at the basket. He can hit a mid-range jumper. He can get to the rim. And on defensively, he's going to be able to communicate and help out the back end. Also, there's still you saying that we haven't filled in roster spots. There's 23.7 million. You know who's rumored to be coming to the Lakers? Patrick Beverly who's a free agent with the Clippers and likely wouldn't be starting this year because of Shea Gilchrist-Alexander. So Pat, Patrick Beverly's going to ask for $10 million. You guys got five people on the roster, and you got to fill an extra at least seven spots with $23 million. <laughs> No, you don't have to fill. So here's what you got to realize. Once we have to fill in about five spots with that $20-something million, and then once we do that, you can go over the cap with veteran minimum contracts. So – the thought is going to be we have Cal Kuzma who's making $1.7 million or whatever that number is. We're going to have another player like a Patrick Beverly or, um, you know, I've heard rumors about, you know, Seth Curry for a little bit less than that. And, you know, some some guys. And then we'll fill the roster with Caruso coming back. Uh, he, he's a restricted free agent. We'll probably bring Caruso back because he looked really good at the end of the season. We'll, we'll fill the roster out where we need to. But at the end of the day, I think you guys realize – the player who the the team who gets the best player in the trade wins the trade ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Tell that to the Knicks and, and Carmelo no Anthony. Different. The Knicks still won the trade. You know why? Because because they, the Knicks had Carmelo Anthony sold out seats, and they literally the Nuggets and the Knicks won basically the same amount of games, and then the Knicks were still able to trade him and get assets. So at the end of the day, they got Enos the Cantor. They got Enos Cantor, and they got. Uh, they got two other players of that uh, with that trade. But at the end of the day, they were able to get assets. And the only reason the Nuggets look decent right now is because of the fact that um, Masai Ujiri, before he went to the Raptors, was working for the Nuggets and basically put together all those pieces. So at the end of the day, best player wins. 
Boardman wins, Lakers winning titles. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before I go, um, what is your expectation for how many titles they are going to win? Um, I think somewhat depends on on the rest of the league. Um, let's say they I, they're winning the title this year. Mm-hmm. If KD goes back to Golden State and they all come back healthy, depending on how deep the the Lakers can get, uh, will depend on whether or not they can beat. You know, if, let's say KD comes back to Warriors and it's uh, KD, Steph, and Clay, and they keep Draymond. Draymond's a free agent next year. Then I think it's a possibility they could lose to the Warriors. Um, it would kind of depend on that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I expect us to win a minimum the title this year, and it wouldn't surprise me I, if, if, if you're asking oh, my ceiling. My ceiling over, is over, three to four. Oh, over under, my, my over oh, over under. Are they going to finish with more than one point five um, wins or t- titles? I expect them to finish with more than one and a half. I think their ceiling is somewhere between three and four. I think their floor is one. I think there's a b- bigger ceiling of LeBron and Anthony Davis being retired in the next three or four years. Um, overall, I, I I just want to make sure I set the proper expectation. Every time LeBron plays with somebody, I have to make sure that I set the expectation for what this is supposed to be before it happens. Because we all know what will end up happening. LeBron will end up complaining about being top-heavy like he did when he was with Cleveland, like he did when he was with Miami, and like he always does. Um, Anthony Davis, unfortunately for LeBron, will also put up some garbage stats, though. So Anthony Davis, I call him the PER king. Anthony Davis will have play games to where he has absolutely no impact, and you'll look up at the scoreboard and go, man, when did he get 28, 14, and 12? Like, that, that's an Anthony Davis game. And at the end of the day, Anthony Davis is a great defender individually. When he was on the court last year, what did they rank? Oh, dead last in defense. Wow, I'm, I'm, I really think he's going to help that Lakers defense out. You know who we had on this team that year? Uh, All-NBA defender at the guard position in Drew Holiday. So with an All-NBA defender in your backcourt, you have the worst defense in basketball. It doesn't sound like the best defender to me, but, hey, you know what? If you can uh, cover up for Drew Holiday, I'm sure you can cover up for LeBron, who's not even going to run out from guys on the three-point line. Um, LeBron, what is LeBron's game? Is it driving to the rim? Spacing the floor for shooters? So how, how does a big play into that? Are we gonna are we gonna start making Anthony Davis play out on the three point line like we did with Kevin Love? They might be they they might play into it great. They might be awesome. No. The point is we don't know. What we do know is LeBron is in, in sixteen years has played the exact same way every every year, and I don't anticipate him changing. And Anthony Davis, while he is versatile, why he can't shoot? Anthony Davis is primarily a low block player, and low block players don't really play well with LeBron. So. I said the same thing with Kevin Love. Let's let's let me let me throw in two things. One, Pelicans did not rank last defensive efficiency last year or in team defense. They ranked twenty second. I said no, no 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 no. I said in games that Anthony Davis played, they had better defensive stats when Anthony Davis was not in the game. Continue. But here, I mean, that that's that's clearly not fair though, because the sense of they were sitting Anthony Davis for half of games. So they say, oh, well, look at their defensive efficiency when he didn't play. If you bring him in, play it a quarter and a half and then pull them out and then you get romped out of the building. That's not on Anthony Davis. Secondly, we looked at that team last year Classic. when they won when they swept the Portland. Did did they not have the one of the best defensive officials in the league last year? Yes they did. Thirdly, Anthony Davis is not a he's not a, a old school low post I'm gonna post you up player. 
it, when he scores, it's either shooting a jump shot or facing you up and driving to the basket. Oh no no He'll no no no! He, he he plays with his back to the basket just as much as he faces up. No, he 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 can play his back to the basket. But here's what you're not realizing: like this narrative of oh, LeBron only works with shooters. Yes, they need some shooters to space the floor. That's just so he can't get doubled. But in reality, is Wade a shooter? No 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 no! no, no. Nobody's ever said LeBron can only play with shooters. Everybody said LeBron could not play without with a big on the low post, which has been proven throughout his career, which is why Bosch had to develop into a three-point shooter, which is why Kevin Love was standing at the three-point line, which is why he always... Which one of them were primary options? What do you mean which one of them was primary option? Does that make it easier or tougher? Hey. That makes it tougher to incorporate. No, it makes it easier. He had Kevin Love as a primary, Jeremy, Jeremy, option, as, as a primary option last year. How did that work out? Jeremy, how did it work out for Glenn Rice when he was the third option with the Lakers? You talking about thirty-three-year-old Glenn Rice, who was never a- yeah, who just come off of being an all-star and winning an all-star game MVP and and averaging over 20, 25 points a game with Charlotte. Then he got traded there for Glenn for Eddie Jones. How did it work out when he was? Well, the wait, third wait, why was he traded for Eddie Jones, who averaged sixteen points a game this season before? Because Eddie Jones was was twenty-two and Glenn Rice, uh, or tw- he was twenty-two or twenty-four, and Glenn Rice demanded a trade. And All right, let me, let me jump in right here, fellas. I, I think we're getting lost in some <laughs> of. Just the one-sidedness of this trade. Obviously, AD goes to Lakers, LeBron and AD, blah, blah, blah. But let's talk about the potential that the Pelicans have next year. Uh, as you all know, Zion Williamson will be will be drafted number one by the New Orleans Pelicans. They're going to have Josh Hart, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and possibly Julius Randle if he doesn't opt out. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's start with you, Jared. What do you feel? What well, a realistic, uh, objective opinion on where you guys see um, the Pelicans uh, doing next year? I see the Pelicans battling it out for eighth spot. Maybe they're going to be somewhere between seven and ten in the Western Conference. Um, I think they're a very talented team as far as young talent. But one of the things that we see a lot is it's very difficult to teach a team how to be winners. And that team has no winners on it. I mean, not saying that, oh, they're losers, but what I'm saying is Brandon Ingram's never made a playoffs in his career. Lonzo Ball's never made the playoffs in his career. Drew Holiday's made the playoffs once or twice. If Twice if he made it in Philly. I think he made it in Philly with Iguodala one year, and he made it. He missed the, the first time Anthony Davis made it. So he's no, no, he played twice. That, he played that season. He came back halfway through. He, he didn't play in the playoffs, I know, because that was the Warriors title, and they didn't. Drew Holiday didn't play in the series. Um, so he's been in the playoffs twice, maybe. Um, you you got a lot. I mean, if you look at it, nobody on that team's really won at any level, at a high level. And then you get Zion, who everybody is, is hyping up as this next prodigy. I think Zion is going to be somewhere in between Carmelo Anthony and Blake Griffin as far as player, meaning I think he'll be a multiple-time all-NBA player. I just don't see him as a – MVP caliber, caliber Hall, you know, first, maybe Hall of Fame. I just don't see him as that, you know, transcendent player that people say. You know, I, I had a conversation with somebody today, and I said, if if you told me, hey, there's the under 22 draft, Zion wouldn't go in my top three or four. I would go, um, probably first would be Luka Doncic. Um, second would probably be Ben Simmons. Third would probably be Jason Tatum. Um, and then I would probably get to Zion somewhere around there. And, and, that's no knock on Zion. I I I was the one when uh you know I had a, a kid in my uh, I was working with the youth youth ministry play high school ball and he told me about Zion Williamson going into Zion's junior year and and I started sending 
the guys in the group chat highlights. And then I went to a game his junior year, and I've been following him for for a while. I'm, I'm rooting for Zion. I like him as a player. But, you know, I think everybody's expecting him to come in this league and just be dominant day one. But I've never seen him hit a pull-up jump shot my entire time I've been watching him play. I, I, you ain't seen who hit a pull-up jump shot. Been saying Zion. That. Zion, either if you you ain't playing, you ain't watching, you ain't watching. I game. need somebody to find me one clip of him hitting a pull-up jumper. He either shoots a three when he's when he's flat-footed, has and, and, and can just catch and shoot, or he drives to the basket and scores. I haven't seen him hit one pull-up jumper his entire career. And but he he, you speaking of the the person that you worship for as a basketball player? It's the same player. LeBron <laughs> no, no, didn't have a not. jumper till first three off, years ago. First off, and then he lost it for a year, and then he got it back. No, LeBron, and here's the thing. Tell me LeBron had, had tell me LeBron's had a consistent mid-range game. He's had a consistent mid-range game for years. Oh my god. Secondly, let's not compare Zion to LeBron because of the fact of LeBron wasn't coming in the league as a as a primary scorer. Secondly, LeBron was one of the greatest passers that we've ever seen come in the league. That's not Zion. And three, LeBron is Three inches taller than Zion, he's he's able to. He's a better ball handler than yeah, Zion. So he, yeah, he's he's, he's, three, he's three inches taller. But uh, did you mention that his vertical is ten inches shorter? Zion's vertical is what forty six. So if he's got a forty six inch vertical, Jeremy, that that doesn't change anything. Like it, it does I, because it means he gets up Jeremy, high in the run. Swift had like a forty eight inch vertical. And, so what does that mean? And Stromile, Stromile Swift wasn't good. <laughs> no, but that's but Stromile Swift was a lottery pick, like. <laughs> Tyus Thomas, Thomas had a huge vertical. Like at the end of the day, what I'm saying is, I think we're comparing apples and airplanes when we try to compare Zion to like a LeBron coming to the league. I just don't expect him to come in and be that guy first year. And so I think best case scenario, they're seven or eight seed, and that's if Brandon Ingram develops into a 23 point per game score, and Zion comes into the league and plays at a comparable level to Luka Doncic last year. Uh, but I think that's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, uh, Julius Randle's probably out. Um, he opted out of his contract. He's probably gone. Um, and I mean, I, I just don't see too many people going to sign there as free agents. I think that they're building a, a nice core. But you know what typically happens to nice cores? They break up and they join a team that has LeBron. So, I mean, that's basically the way I see it. Okay. Uh, Jeremy. All right. So, um, in regards to the Pelicans, I am a Pelicans fan now. I'm going to come out as a Pelicans fan. I have just owned the Lakers. Um, I'm going to let Jared continue to cheer for them until they fall <gasps> flat on their faces. What? Until they fall flat on their faces. Hold on. Yes. I'm- so on air, Jeremy just switched his whole allegiance. I've been a Lakers fan for a whole over 20 years. Different. I'm no longer franchise. a Lakers fan. Lakers don't know what they're doing. They're out here trading away all their young talent. In order to get a player who has, oh, and by the way, in his in his six years in the uh, in New Orleans, you guys want to guess what his record was compared to Carmelo's in New York? One game worse. His, so his record or a team's record? Uh, the record when he played. <laughs> One the game when he plays not worth the mellow. Okay, okay, Jared. Quick question: How many games can you win when you're off the floor? Depends. Ask Kawhi. He won seventeen out of twenty-two. Uh, he didn't win. They, his team won. And, and that, that's the, that's part of the, that. You you actually just proved my point. Did the Raptors go and trade Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam and try to pair them together to put Anthony Davis with them in the uh, offseason, or did they just play with the players they already had? 
but those are established veteran players. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pascal good. Siakam is not no kind of no kind of established player, and nobody, and I mean nobody, would give anything up to get Kyle Lowry before this season. I'm trying to tell you right Jeremy, now, I will you could not Pascal Siakam. You could not have gotten right now. The trade value for Siakam is higher than Brandon Ingram. I would agree with it. Brandon Ingram's coming off of a blood clot, but at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that somebody's better. I'm telling you right now, if, at the end of last season, the Lakers would have gone to the Raptors and said, hey, we'll give you Lonzo Ball straight up for uh, Kyle Lowry. The Raptors would have taken it. But overall, I would have taken it. Here, here, here's my thought process on the t- on the Pelicans. The Pelicans will be a top four team in the, in the West next year. They will make the Western Conference Finals. The talent that's on this team is so unbelievable. They are going to actually be way better than the Lakers. What you're going to see is the best defensive team in basketball that has a coach who's going to push the tempo and get them out of transition. It's going to be the perfect matchup. First off, Lonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, could possibly be the best defending backcourt in basketball. Then throw in Brandon Ingram, who could switch on anything. You're going to have a rim protector in Zion. Who knows if Julius Randle comes back or not, but they'll probably use the fourth pick to either draft somebody of talent, like um, Hunter from uh, Virginia, or they might just use it to trade and get another player to bring in to play along with them. It's going to be a very deep team. It's very young. Zion's going to bring the energy this team needs. I, To be honest, I think the biggest pairing, in my opinion, is Brandon Ingram with Zion. Sometimes I think Brandon Ingram can be a little too passive. And with the energy that Zion brings, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. And Jared says if Brandon Ingram develops into a 23-point-per-game score, I don't think he has to develop into that. You know why? Because what, let me tell you what he was last year in in the in per thirty six minutes when LeBron wasn't on the floor. He was a twenty three point per game score, oh fifty four percent shooting, and forty four percent from three. So he's not playing with LeBron anymore. He's just got to stay where he's at. So at the end of the day, this is what's going to happen. That's that's they were six and twelve though. So they, you got to actually win the games to make the playoffs a bit. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about Brandon Ingram not being able to win when when LeBron. Uh, Lonzo, Kuzma, uh, Rondo, and all these guys are out. And then when LeBron comes back and he's got half those guys back and he can't win, you're going to say, oh, it's because he's injured. No, we're not. We're not, no, no, we're not I'm not telling that. you that's the only way. I'm telling you there's a big difference between averaging 23 points per game on a team that's losing every night. So why'd you just bring up mm-hmm. Luka? Because Luka's doing it on a team that loses every night, and Luka's shooting 43% he from does. the field, and he's shooting 32% from three. And you got you bring Luka up. Like Luka's, Luka, Jeremy, is 18. <laughs> well, Luka's 19, and Brent Ingram's 21. <laughs> But here's the thing. Rookie season, Luka, compare, compare Luka's rookie season to Brandon Ingram's rookie season. Yeah, he's taking a lot plus, more shots. <laughs> plus you throw in the fact that I, I'm not – I'm not. I like Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram was obviously the best player in this trade, you know, barring Darius Garland or somebody, you know, turning out really, you know, popping from the draft. But in reality, like, this is what I what I laugh at. And I said, I've said this statement several times. If, some, if, if it's not big enough to be – Eating is not a meal, it's bait. You throw that thing back out there on the hook and you catch something else. Brandon Ingram has a heart condition. Now, from all reports, he, he doesn't, he doesn't have a heart condition. <laughs> he had blood clot, right? Yeah. Which would essentially could, could affect it, it could, but they the doctors have said it's already cleared up. It's it's a uh, um the the type of condition he has. They say it's from repetitive movement, doing the same motion over and over again. It was on top of his shoulder, which he calls a blood clot. It was not con- like a condition that was that was hereditary or anything besides continuing 
continue to do one motion uh, that could cause a blood clot in, in, in a specific region. I, I, I absolutely hope I, and, and pray that that's, that, that's what it is. But there's risk involved with, with Brandon Ingram. Whenever you're, you take a player that right now has some issues for health. So if you look at the players the Lakers traded away, they traded away Brandon Ingram, who has a, a blood clot issue that hopefully is cleared up now, but we don't know if it could flare up again. We got Lonzo Balls missed third, the, the last 37 games of each of the first two seasons. He's missed a total of, um, eight, I think it was 164 games he could have played, and um, he played somewhere around 99. Um, you looked at, uh, you know, Josh Hart, who who has what they're, they're called arthritic knees. So you got rid of three players who will have all injury concerns. You're able to keep Kuzma, who's the one player who plays better when LeBron's on the court and doesn't have injury concerns. And you have $23.7 million to spend on the cap just to get some players. Plus, you can add in things like the, uh, the, the players on a veteran's minimum to go over. You have the um, the uh, mid-level exception you still have. You have there, There's different ways to get more talent. They're going to fill this team out with Danny Greens and Avery Bradley. Jared, and Jared they're going to fill it out with guys. Like, you, know, you know what you sound like? You sound like the guy who says, hey, you know what? I'm going to roost Chris and I'm going to get steaks and lobsters and I'm going to get, uh, you know, potatoes and all that stuff. How much money you got? $25. No, you're not getting any of that stuff. You don't have enough money to get any of that stuff. You got enough money to go to McDonald's and get you a McChicken and a, a dollar fry and a sweet tea. That's what you guys have money for. And you're going to pair it with AD. <laughs> and you're going to be like, oh, man, this is terrible. All right, last first point, off, fellas. We've been talking about this for 25 minutes. We'll well, make your last I'm point. I'm glad you referred to him as y'all and not us. Because one of the favorite things I have about this is LeBron did it. I'm going to tell you what LeBron did. He came to the Lakers, and him and Rich Paul – by the way, put some respect. You guys were talking so much smack about Rich Paul. Rich Paul got the job done, which is why he was going to cover Sports Illustrated and which is why Anthony Davis hired him. He got the deal done. He got his player – over to the Lakers. And secondly, you say, oh, we don't have the money. We got credit cards. We'll go over a luxury tax. You know why? Because we're going to get it done. We're going to fill the team out with whatever we need. And at the end of the day, Pelicans, they have a lot of young talent. But you can count in your hand the amount of young talent that have turned into championships. It's very rare. And and even the teams that do, the, the Warriors are a good example. They had to trade for an all-star at the end of that 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 chance to get there. Philly, what do they try to do? Trade for an all-star to try to get them there with Jimmy Butler. It's it's usually, even when you have young talent, it's can you trade <laughs> for another player to get it done? And I don't see it happen. At the end of the day, this is this is where we are with with the trade. You're talking about the the things that they have to worry about. Oh man, they got injury concerns. You know what the Lakers have to worry about? They got to worry about is Anthony Davis going to be there for a year? Decide, hey, I've never had this kind of pressure before because nobody's had any expectations for me of winning in New Orleans. And now on a random Tuesday night, people are going to be debating whether or not I did, I played hard enough against the Bucks. And then maybe after a year, he decides, hey, I don't want to be here anymore, and he leaves. And then you got no you got nobody to play with LeBron who's going to be 36 years old and no draft picks. So at the end of the day, I think the Pelicans definitely won this trade, and we'll see how it plays out. One last thing I want to point out, I'm glad I narrowed you down on what the expectation is because if they don't meet that expectation, I don't want to hear any excuses. You've made them up long enough for LeBron's career. No more excuses. He got his Shaq. He needs to be Kobe. Don't don't call him Shaq. Come on now. All right, so enough about this this trade and what might happen. Both of you guys uh, definitely have – uh, very much different takes. Jeremy's not a Lakers fan anymore. Jerick's decided 
that uh, AD is obviously in uh, Tinseltown. So we'll see what happens. But uh, the biggest story is Toronto uh, is the new NBA world champion. Um, and uh, Kawhi uh, deservingly uh, received the MVP, finals MVP award. Uh, so let's let's talk about uh this series guys jared I, I, i'll give you i'll give you a shout out i'll give you your props man you did call raptors in six um, i think he called acl raptors and six. everything he raptors in six and uh you might as well go ahead and talk about you know kd and clay we said a little before when we were introducing the podcast what's going to happen with that situation so uh let's start with uh start with jared man here's the thing I don't like being the guy that says I told you so. So I'm I'm not going to tell you guys I told you so. You don't like being that guy. What? I'm going to tell you guys I tell you so because I consistently tell you so all the time, over and over and over. Look, did the series happen the way the exact way I thought it was going to happen? Of course it did. Now look, obviously when I made this, I said I thought that Kevin Durant was was not going to play at all in the series and I said that was a part of my bet. So when I looked at it, Kevin Durant came in, played game five, and he was able to save them for a game. He gave them 11 points in 12 minutes. They won the game by one point. I don't think they would have won that game. But being fair, I don't think that the Raptors would have won both games in Golden State if Clay Thompson doesn't get injured. So I'm going to say one of those games would have gone that way, but Raptors would have still won game five because KD wouldn't have come back, and they would have wrapped it up in six. Um Look, here's the thing. Kind of talking about this series, one of the things that irks me more than anything is I'm hearing people talk about, oh, man, look at the adversity that Golden State has had to face. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear about adversity. I'm going to tell you what Golden State is. Golden State is, imagine you're trying to get your your grades as high as possible so you can win valedictorian at your high school. And there's another kid at the school who the teacher's giving all the answers to the test. And then eventually... Two years later, the teacher stops giving him the answer keys before the test. And then he's talking about, oh, man, look at the adversity he's having to deal with. He doesn't even have the answers to the test. Well, none of the other kids had the answers to the test the last two years. And that's basically what Golden State is. People are like, oh, man. I mean, they're they're so tough. They're playing without Kevin Durant. And then Clay gets banged up for a game and a half. Well, nobody else had Kevin Durant on their team like that. And then all these title runs, Kawhi rolls his ankle. Uh, Kyrie and Love miss a series. Uh, Chris Paul tears his hamstring up 3-2. Like all these other interesting things that everybody else is facing all these other title years. And yet, we're going to try to act like, oh, no, it's just so much adversity. You know what? Golden State won their last title. It's not happening anymore. And I'm glad the Raptors won because you know what it proved? It proved, one, the Eastern Conference wasn't as bad as everybody tried to make it out to be. Secondly, it proved... Kawhi Leonard is a star of epic proportions. He's a Hall of Fame, first ballot, generational talent, and another player that LeBron can beat in the finals and put it on his resume. He's already beat him once, uh, then he lost the second one. So uh, I'm looking forward to him going either to the Clippers and getting dominated by LeBron or staying in the Raptors and getting dominated by LeBron then. So at the end of the day, congratulations, Raptors. You proved me right. Unfortunately, I didn't go to Vegas and say Raptors in six because that would have paid me out about, uh, I think it was about $1,400 or every $100. So it would have been a nice bet. But, hey, at least I have bragging rights. Okay. Um, All right. So, Jeremy, what you got to say, man? What you got to say about that? 
I, I think it's hilarious that Jared says that it's basically even because they got 12 minutes of Kevin Durant, but they lost about 55 minutes of Clay Thompson. Overall, I'm, I'm going to just call that even because Clay Thompson playing missing, you know, a game and a half is easily the same as Kevin Durant playing one quarter. At the end of the day, this entire series was determined by injuries, not, not only by Clay Thompson, but also by other people in the series. And uh, Andre Iguodala wasn't wasn't fully healthy. Obviously, Kevon Looney wasn't healthy. Obviously, Clay Thompson came back from a hamstring, and he seemed to be back to himself and got injured again in a game that they were going to win. So overall, I think this game, the series was determined. Possibly, they were up. They were up five when he went out with with six minutes to go. You can't say they were going to win. Okay, they they lost by they lost by what three points? Do you, do you think the the premium of Clay Thompson playing a full quarter is bigger than um, three five, three five points minutes. on uh, on uh, Quinn Cook? It depends. I mean, Jerry, Jerry, it, was, it, was, it wasn't was, 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 was five minutes. They, they he got hurt in the third quarter. Oh, he got hurt in the third quarter. You're right. So, but here's the thing: the five minutes was that was how long it was since Steph scored his last. Like at the end of the day, I don't want to hear about Clay Thompson. You know why? Because I've been told on this show, and Damon, correct me if I'm wrong. Jeremy told me he didn't need Clay Thompson. Clay was overrated. No, I said it didn't need Clay. I, I, I said they would be good without him. Let's, let, let, let's put this. You know what? I'm glad you brought this whole thing up because I have I have a point to get to. Because all LeBron fans always want to say, why is LeBron the only one allowed to have teammates? Why does everybody say Ray Allen saved him? I'll tell you why. Because look, Steph Curry was in the exact same position. He missed a game-winning three-pointer, and had Draymond grab that rebound and kicked it out to somebody else, hit a three-pointer, and sent him to a game seven. Hey, I would have said Steph Curry got saved. LeBron was that lucky play away. He was he was in the exact same position as Steph Curry, except he got bailed out by Ray Allen. So I don't want to hear about, oh, man, he came up clutch in the game seven. Well, maybe Steph would have come up clutch in game seven. But at the end of the day, he got bailed out, missing the, an easier shot than what Steph Curry had, and Ray Allen saved him. Overall, let's, hey, Jeremy, let's go into Jeremy, a bigger point. Question, yes, you got, question. One, you got one question. You had enough time to talk. I'm going to go through my entire no, analysis. No, no, go ahead. I, I want to bring up that one question, though. Yeah, go ahead. Because you said if that was the case, you would have said he got bailed out. So did Steph get bailed out game five when he missed the game-tying three-pointer and then they grabbed the rebound and then it got swung around and he got another open three to be able to save it? Because that Draymond did grab that offensive rebound to give him another opportunity to tie the game up. What, what, what game are you talking about? Game five, when everybody said, "Oh, look at the big shot Steph Curry hit to tie the game up," and then Clay hit the game. But winner. he still made the Steph shot. No, nobody the said. Three. Nobody said. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, Nobody said LeBron got bailed out when he missed the three, and then they got the board and kicked back out to him, and he made the three. Did anybody say? Have you ever heard anybody say he got bailed out because he got somebody got a rebound and kicked it back to him? But then Clay hit the two threes, so did Clay bail him out? Did he did did he miss a shot for Clay to get a, to get the ball back? No, he didn't. Overall, those were not. That, and, and secondly, overall, with with the way that series played out, if Clay misses that three, is the game over? No, the game is not over. It's fifty five seconds left. The game's not over. It's a tied game. If LeBron, if, if Ray Allen doesn't hit that three, is the game over? It depends. With two seconds left, it the was game's two over. seconds on the clock. Yeah. So it hits it hits the rim, goes off. The game's over. Overall, LeBron got bailed out in the situation. It's the same situation that Steph was in. And I'm going to bring this up about the Warriors. Do I think the Warriors are going to have a good season next year? No, I don't. But I think they'll retool. I think they'll bring in uh, DeMarcus Cousins probably back for one more season. 
I think that it'll be Draymond, Demarcus, and Steph. Steph will win MVP. They'll be a four seed. Maybe Clay comes back before the playoffs and they can make a run to the conference finals or something. But I think um, I don't think they're going to be able to win a title. But overall, you said four seed in the West this year. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're making the playoffs. The, the, the West, the West is terrible. Anyway, um, getting to my the West is terrible. Like who's like the Blazers made the conference finals. Like you, you guys aren't going to be able to convince me. Okay, Steph Curry and. Draymond by themselves couldn't beat the Blazers. Overall, this is what I'm going to say. And the wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna, let me get to my point. What Kawhi showed you was that we've been giving LeBron way too much credit for the last eight years. LeBron has been giving all this credit for going through the East. Oh man, look what he's doing. He's going through the East. He made it to the finals. That was awesome. Nobody could have beat the Warriors, so you know it doesn't even matter. He beat Jason Tatum, so that means he's the goat. And what he did. He went to a team with one all-star. One all-star who you could have probably traded a bag of peanuts for and gotten at the beginning of the season and won a title with that team. He did more in one season in Toronto than LeBron has done in the Eastern Conference in his entire career because LeBron has never won a title with as little help little as help. Kawhi Leonard had in that finals. Jeremy, answer this question for me. Yes. How many games, how many bad games or below average Kawhi games did he play in that series versus Golden State? Mm, if you say below average, he played a, uh, he played a very average Kawhi series. Uh, series. Right, he shot 43% from the field, and he faced a team that, as you mentioned, you thought he won because of injuries, correct? Yeah, I'm not holding that against him. Are, he, we, he comparing won. That, are we comparing that to LeBron? With much less help. Well, I, 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 I mean, I mean, are we going to compare it to the injuries that LeBron got away with in 2016? We're we not going to compare it to that because if, if, if what, what injuries? Um, Bogut went out for the series uh, when they were up three one. Draymond was suspended for a game. Iggy was injured. Steph was injured coming into the series. They had plenty of injuries. Jer- Jeremy, first off, Kawhi was injured coming into the series. Exactly. That makes it even more heroic. <laughs> Secondly. Kevin Love missed a game and a half that series. Like you, look, look, look we, we, don't, we don't have enough time to get into all the semantics. I'll say, I'll say this. This is all saying. Go ahead. My last point would be this: In 2011, LeBron set the precedent that you needed three superstars on a team to compete, and it was a terrible precedent to set for the league. And it's really, I guess, the insecurities of LeBron not feeling like he could actually go and win a title without pairing together with two of the top 15 players in the league. And what Kawhi Leonard did is he free, like he ran a, he ran the sub four minute mile. He's the first guy to come back since then that says, "Hey, you know what? You don't have to go p- play with six other superstars in order to win a ring." Now LeBron's going to try to do it again, and you know they're I hear they're trying to recruit Kawhi to play with Anthony Davis, you know, because LeBron would never do that. I can't believe Steph Curry recruited Kevin Durant, but he freed the league up. Congratulations, Kawhi, you did it. All right, here's what I'll say to that, and then we'll wrap this part portion up. First off, one of the things we know about LeBron is LeBron is very, very calculating with everything he does. That's one thing you can't deny. When you look at it and say, oh, LeBron created this three-team, no, LeBron was the biggest victim of super teams. And this is why I said well, that. Well, they can say it was the biggest LeBron victim of steroids, huh? No, LeBron <laughs> got his team to the finals in 2007 with his second best player on that team being Daniel Gibson. After he gets that team to the finals, what happens the following offseason? The Celtics set up the big three. 
And then the Magic set up the big four with four all-stars. And then the Lakers trade for Pau Gasol. And then all of a sudden, every team that he was getting ready to pass loaded up with extra all-stars. And when that happened, LeBron sat for two years and said, I'm going to try to win with Mo Williams being my second best player. And what happened when they got to the playoffs? Mo Williams always fell apart and never played at the level he was supposed to play at. He was the pre the pre Cal Lowry version of Cal Lowry. And then LeBron sat around and said, okay, so if you guys are going to judge me off rings, clearly seeing that Kobe has a better team than I do, but say, oh, he's got rings, then okay, I'll fix it. I'll get rings. And now what is LeBron saying? LeBron's sitting here saying the only thing that's stopping me from being better than Jordan in a lot of people's opinions is people keep saying he's got six rings. And LeBron looks at him and says, I'd probably have six rings if Steph Curry didn't add Kevin Durant. But you know but what Jared, I'm gonna do? That's, that's I'm a, gonna that's a Lance Armstrong uh, method. It's like, hey, I can't actually just go sure. win, so I'm gonna go and and make super teams to try to win. Like Jordan played with one All Star in his entire career. It was Scottie Pippen. LeBron played with like 47. That's Jeremy. First off, all-star rosters, one is big then. Secondly, he had a plenty of players that were all-star caliber players but didn't make it because at the time they wouldn't put three or four all-stars on the same team. So if you look at it, he didn't have but one all-star as his first three-peat. As soon as he retired, B.J. Armstrong was a starter in the all-star game and Horace Grant was the reserve, and they won 55 games. Lastly on that point, Michael Jordan, his last three-peat, he, that team literally had the sixth man of the year in Kukoc. They had the re, the number one leading rebounder in Dennis Rodman, the best defensive player in Scottie Pippen, the defensive player of the year that year who was Michael Jordan, he, and he was the MVP, the coach of the year in Phil Jackson, and the three-point percentage leader in Steve Kerr. Let's not make it seem like Michael Jordan was out here playing with ragamuffins. That, that's, That's, that's that sounds like Kyle Korver and <laughs> J.R. Smith was the sixth man of the year. And, I mean, you got a lot of <laughs> – all right, yeah, the problem uh, is he was starting. Let's keep it moving. Uh, we're, I'm looking at the pre-reduction sheet, and Jerry wants to discuss where does LeBron and AD rank in all-time duos of Lakers history? No, Jerry didn't want to. <laughs> that, Jeremy wanted that, to discuss that, that's this. That's a Jeremy so topic. Who's that's, 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 that's a Jeremy topic. They haven't even played a, yeah, even played exactly. a possession. I, I still like to discuss. Okay, all right, Jeremy. Since you want to discuss it, yeah. I thought this was Jeremy. No, no, this topic, is but Jeremy. Go this ahead. This is a Jeremy topic. Go ahead. So it's gonna be interesting. Go ahead. I've been hearing all day that this could be the greatest pairing, maybe in NBA history. And you know, they took the guy who's got the second highest PER in history and paired him with the guy who's got the third highest PER in history, and therefore they're going to be an all-time great duo. And I'm here to say that this duo. It's not a top five duo in Laker history. In just Laker history. Let's just go down them. How about Kobe and Shaq? Are they Kobe and Shaq? No. Are they Magic and Kareem? No. Are they Kobe and Gasol? No. Are they um, Wilt Chamberlain and Jerry West? No. Are they Jerry West and Elton Baylor? No. At the end of the day, this duo has so much to prove. And, 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 and real quick, uh-huh. Jerry West and Elgin Baylor have a combined one title, and neither one of them is anywhere close to the player of a LeBron James. So what are we rating this by? Uh, based on what? He he got to eight finals too. I'm not I'm not he's what is he one in one in eight in the finals? 
So essentially, he didn't have Kyrie and Ray Allen to bail him out, or he had the same exact finals record. Overall, he's the logo. Don't disrespect Jerry West on that. And they're playing against, you talk about stacked teams, they're playing against the stacked Celtics. So, yes, I'm going to say Jerry West and Elgin Baylor above Anthony Davis because you know what? Anthony Davis has made the playoffs twice in his career. Last year was the first time he won a playoff game. He's won less playoff games in his career and the Saints fan as Russell Wilson has playing in the NFL. And they only play one playoff game for us <laughs> play around. <laughs> so, I, I don't even have a lot to say about this topic. Um, what I will say is this, Jeremy. It doesn't really matter where they rank as far as, uh, right now. But you know where they're going to rank at the end? They're going to rank as the GOAT and an all-time great. And I think this is a perfect move. This is this is why, you know, when you said nobody wants to play with LeBron, uh, but apparently Anthony Davis did. Whoa, Anthony whoa, Davis whoa, whoa, told, whoa. told the Pelicans. Told the Pelicans the place he wanted to go was L.A. He wanted to go to the Lakers. Well, Anthony, it was not anywhere else. Anthony Davis has been sitting there for years. So had Kawhi Leonard. So had Paul George. Everybody lives in L.A. in all season. Jimmy, you know what? Jimmy, you know what Anthony would happen? Davis had never Jimmy, mentioned Jimmy, anything Jimmy, about wanting to go to L.A. until he signed with Richard. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. If the Lakers could have gotten Kawhi or Kyrie or KD or any of these players without giving up all the assets they gave up, would they have? Um, I think KD and Kawhi, clearly. I wouldn't take Kyrie right now over AD. I would rather trade the assets and have AD than have Kyrie. I wouldn't trade AD straight up for Kyrie. Overall, what has AD proven in his entire career? He's, uh, he had more talent on his team last year than the Celtics. He couldn't get anything done. At the end of the day, yeah, I mean, stop. At, at the end of the day, uh, you, you keep throwing the shade at the Celtics' talent. The Celtics' talent, they literally made the conference finals, added back. Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, and all of a sudden you had like but, but you you had like Kyrie didn't contribute to them making the conference finals. The reason why they made the conference the, the reason why they made the conference finals is because they had the best road record in basketball in games Kyrie played, and then when we went out, they were one and nine in the playoffs and playing in our uh, on road games. That's the reason why they got there. If it wasn't for Kyrie, they would not have even been able to get home court advantage. They would have lost first round, even though they even made the playoffs. Overall, my last my last point on that point is. You're sitting here talking about, oh, man, it could be the GOAT. And look, if LeBron was really that guy and people wanted to play with him, they wouldn't have had to trade for it. This, this, this is like, hey, you know what? You know what? Let me tell you what this is. You guys, you guys might be a little too young for this. Who remembers Richie Rich from Macaulay Culkin? Do you remember when they had to go pay the kids to come play with him at the park? This is what this is right here for LeBron. They could not have found real friends to come play with him, so they had to go pay somebody to say, hey, we're going to give up assets. Um, so AD will come over here and play with LeBron. If LeBron had people who really wanted to play with him, they wouldn't have to trade for him. Well, one of the things we know is the assets weren't that valuable, or uh, else they wouldn't have to give so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Um, is there anything else you guys want to get in? What's I mean, what's 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 on your minds? Any, any last last thoughts? I know uh, this is a time usually where you guys pick to vent about. Uh, whatever's just on your mind, so uh, feel free. Anything, anything you guys want to want to talk things. about? Right, um, one shout out to the Atlanta Braves, winners of nine out of the last ten games. Um, they they've been showing some late game heroics. They came out yesterday and just punched Philly in the mouth with a uh, fifteen to one win. Um, shout out to Austin Riley, rookie, um, who's normally an infielder, I believe third baseman, but they got him out there playing left field, and dude is raking. 
He's got 11 home runs in his 23 career games, which is unbelievable. And then you throw in the fact that, uh, you know, you got another guy in Ronald Acuna who looks like he's developing into an MVP, along with Freddie Freeman. I think the Braves, now they got Dallas Keuchel, who's one of the best pitchers for AL Cy Young winner, I think have a chance of winning the World Series this year. Um, and the, the last thing I, I will, uh, will say is if you ever buy – a desk for an office, make sure it doesn't come in 97,000 pieces. Like, guys, it's in a box. I'm trying to put it together. I have to put the individual drawers together inside of it. Gosh, just make it simple. That's that's all I have. Now to the manufacturing heads out there. Make sure y'all make them uh, desks a lot easier. To put or just buy the package where somebody comes to put it together for you. I'm too lazy to do all that stuff. Oh, Jared, what all the smoke. Yeah. Um, yeah. My my point is, I will agree with Jared on one point. LeBron is very calculated, and I know exactly what he's doing right now. He's traded all the pieces away. So now it's just him and AD. He always said he wanted to play with his son. At this point in time, they're going to have to recruit his son and his entire high school basketball team to be the teammates of the Lakers. Congratulations, LeBron. You're going to get your wish. You're going to play with 15-year-old LeBron this year. Um <laughs> Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy, real quick, though. On that note, did you notice – they traded away six draft picks. Did you notice the one year they didn't mess with? 2023. Let's go, Bronny. <laughs> but anyway, uh, as always, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to us another week. Uh, we're actually going to start going to every other week, being that it's kind of a slow, slow sports uh, time of the year. Um, and then we'll ratchet it back up to uh, once a week at least come football season. Um, it might be a little bit more than once per week come football season. So uh, we're definitely still going to be checking in with you guys. Make sure you check in with us. Make sure you follow us on all uh, social media platforms. Instagram is uh, Amibros underscore podcast. I am your host, Damon, Jared, Jeremy. We out. Peace.